Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, November 7th, 2022, and this is Dave Neal, host of Bachelor Nation News, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Hope everyone had a fantastic start to the work week today. You're driving home, and I'm here to join you with a couple Bachelor Nation stories that hit the world today. Some things that are coming up. Our last story will be a spoiler story, so if you don't like spoilers, the last 10 minutes of this video will be just that. Excuse me, podcast, boy. We're in the podcast world, and we've crushed it after our first full week of podcasting. If you're new to my channel, we are a YouTube channel called Bachelor Nation News, where we compile all of the irreverent news of Bachelor Nation. Some call me Barrel Scraping Dave. And as we scrape the barrel uh, with irreverency fun, sometimes we hit some social topics, nothing is off limits in the Bachelor world to discuss. Today's videos, we've got a Bachelor in Paradise preview. The first, uh, I'm sorry, the only episode this week, tonight, Monday night of Bachelor in Paradise, has Eliza having to choose between Justin and Rodney. Who will she pick? We'll find out tonight. Boy, they should really pay me for these sponsors. And then my other video will have a Bachelor in Paradise love triangle that is spilled onto the streets. You know the story. You love it. And we've got um, photos of this couple on an airplane. Nick Vile posted about them getting dinner together. The full-blown story is no longer a spoiler, but we'll keep it that way until Bachelor in Paradise reunion premieres in a few weeks. So that'll be our last video of the day. But first, let's jump right into it. Jesse Palmer is bummed about Gabby, Wendy, and Eric's split. He said they're trying to work through things. So I already made a video about this on the YouTube channel. You can go watch that full video. But just to paraphrase it right here, everyone's wondering, what does it mean to work through things? Does that mean they are no longer together? Or does that mean there actually is a little light at the end of the tunnel? Here's what Jesse said. I spoke to her, Gabby, yesterday and spoke to Eric this morning. And I know they're still trying to kind of work through things. So just giving them the space that they need. They are two amazing people. And everybody saw the potential in that relationship and just wish them the best for whatever that is, whatever that means. And my th- thought and question was, does that mean they have like a storage unit together? They don't, they don't own a dog. What do they, you know, who gets the toothpaste? You know what I mean? What does it mean to work through things? Does it mean maybe they aren't quite broken up? As we know, the only sources that broke the story were at E! News. They said they had a couple insider sources. So maybe it was wishful thinking from Gabby's friends that they were broken up and maybe they're actually still going after it. But we know she hasn't been wearing her ring and he hasn't been attending Dancing with the Stars. It would be a shocker to see Eric Shore at Dancing with the Stars tonight. But hey, anything's possible. And in some personal news, if you haven't caught my Instagram, you guys know my wife and I got married on October 15th. The dog, Boone, Boone the Basset, the illustrious, uh, mild-tempered Basset Hound, long-haired, elder of 13 years, wasn't able to make it to the wedding. So Tasha and I decided... uh, to do a dog family wedding shoot yesterday in Laguna Beach, California. And we drove down to Laguna and bought all of the different flowers we need from the flower market uh, to make sure that Tasha's got the perfect replica of her um, Mexican wedding bouquet. So it was a ton of fun. And um, 
I'll have some of those photos on the Instagram at D Niels. And of course, Tasha's creating a vlog to accompany that on the vlog channel where you'll be able to check all that out. Just search Tasha Courtney if you want to check out the YouTube channel. But, you know, I want to thank you guys again for all of the ratings and reviews. It's been unbelievable. Unchartable, we've actually been um, in the top two since launch on Entertainment News on Apple Podcasts. That is huge, folks. That is the gold standard. So we are currently charting at number two. We're in the top podcast for news. The best way to help me out and help out the channel grow is to continue making sure to rate, review, whether it's on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you possess an iPhone, but you don't listen on the iPhone app, I just ask that you go to the iPhone app, hit follow, and uh, make sure to leave a nice review if you could. We appreciate that. And for everyone who's been sharing our podcast uh, bachelor rush hour within your own Facebook communities and other bachelor watch watch communities. We appreciate that so much. It's really going to help with growth. All right, without further ado, here's our first clip of the day, the bachelor in paradise preview. There's no episode tomorrow night. Democracy is on the line. Make sure you get out and vote tomorrow, Tuesday. But in the meantime, we've got tonight's episode and Victoria and Brittany in this thumbnail look uh, very shocked. They say this is the most complicated love track we have ever seen and my thoughts to that are well there's more to come will paradise finally deliver tonight let's take a look at it right now i'm going to share with you guys the trailers from last episode just to get a little momentum and to milk the clock for tonight's episode so let's hear how last week went down on tuesday and then we'll jump right into what we've got tonight justin eliza and rodney there have been a lot of love triangles this is the most complicated one we have ever seen. Obviously, I have like a really tough decision to make at some point. Yeah. Haven't made it yet. <laughs> Clearly. This is a major, major setback for us. We had such an amazing week, and to see her go on a date with another man, I'm like, I'm not okay with it. She wants direct and assertive. I'm not gonna be the type of dude to just sit off to the side. I'm not gonna let her lay up with Justin. I, um,. I care about her, I want her, and I only want her. I don't want anyone else coming down them steps. I don't care about anyone else. And I'm kind of like in the same boat where Liza's what I'm here for, and yeah, I just don't want to put any stress on her. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like, the damage is already done. Coming up tonight on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay, so that's kind of how we ended last Tuesday. They called it Geometry Beach. It's really just a perfect triangle of drama. So in my, my mind, I think Rodney is a better match for Eliza, but it's also not fair to us because Rodney was there first. So I think a lot of people are siding with Rodney, whereas Justin left and came back. Meanwhile, and I'll play the clip next, but meanwhile, we have Eliza who's like, if you're not fighting for me, you do you really want me? And it's like, there's some toxicity there. And look, we only get to see what we see on the show. We don't know what went down behind the scenes. Eliza took to her own Twitter to say, oh, no, before I decided to go on a date with Justin, I made sure I spoke with Rodney and he gave me permission. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know, guys. To me, it's like, I don't think Rodney gave her permission. I said, I think I think it's one of those like, I'd rather you not. <laughs> I'd rather you stay with me. But at the same time, I can't be with the one to tell you what to do on a show where you're meant to date others. Them's the rules and these are the 
the ropes and those that's what she plays by but she kind of jockeyed it immediately into this into the angle at least this is the way I interpreted it where she's uh, thinking oh well he's just not that into me how come in order for people to determine if someone else is into them they have to play the card that pulls jealousy out jealousy or envy is one of the seven deadly sins it's icky it's gross it's undesirable so a lot of times, you know, it, it might be the case where she goes to date Justin, and I'm not a mind reader. We'll have to see how, how it plays out. And then Rodney shows he's jealous, and she's like, ew, he's just kind of coming on too hard. It's like, what did you want? What did you want? So we're going to show uh, tonight's trailer in a second. Let's. If I would have to describe Hayden, I think he's cute. I think he's attractive, but he's very obsessed with his golden retriever. All right, so this is just one of those videos that Bachelor in Paradise makes that's not a trailer, but it's just kind of some, uh, some extra hogwash we don't need to play. I'll say you guys to talk about Rambo. All right, so here, here's another trailer. This is the most complicated love triangle we have ever seen. This is from two days ago. So tonight. How am I supposed to choose between two amazing guys? Justin made me feel like I was the only girl in the world. Rodney is just the sweetest guy ever. It's an extremely tough decision that Eliza has to make. Who? This is what I'm here for. Will. I can't lose you. She choose. <laughs> Coming up tonight on Bachelor in Paradise. Now, don't forget we will have live streams one hour before and directly after. It's one. Of, it's finally we have a show where we've only got one uh, episode during the week. I can kindly f sort of feel like I'm taking a break here. It's like it's just such a full time thing. I know you guys get it. I'm not complaining, but it's like so much content. There are so many storylines that would have been like top storylines of the month and we're just sho just like shoving them off because it's just chaos out there so uh bachelor in paradise's instagram post said one rose to give one night to watch i feel like i've watched like two total rose ceremonies on all of bachelor in paradise so we'll have to see if um if the audience is going to care so much about who eliza chooses it seems to me like she's not in a position where um where she's she's definitely not a villain, but I feel like people ha have a certain feeling about about how this scenario is going to go down. And when it's a two on one, where the 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 woman's the lead, it's going to pull people to to feel a certain way because we're all going to project it. I love Rodney. I love Justin. And it's and you know some of the comments. Not a fan of her now. I mean, it's an unenviable position to be in. You know, she thinks she's got a good thing with Justin, then another good thing comes along. All right, what does Wells have to say? Bienvenidos a Sayulita. Okay, so here's the next trailer for the podcast listeners that can't see anything. This is Danielle and Michael, uh, uh, you know, uh, continuing their love story um, on a one-on-one -on -one date in Sayulita. This town, you are going to love, but I want you to experience it in style. You ready? I'm going to be spending a lot of time dedicated to Danielle, getting to know her better, because time's running out, and at the end of this, it's an important decision. Tacos! Tacos! Hey, guys! Oh, hi! Have a taco. Quite frankly. Okay. I you, you, you think that other countries don't hate Americans enough? How about Wells just yelling tacos <laughs> in Mexico? Oh, boy. I really wasn't expecting Wells. See you guys! I love this city already. I know. Who wants a Choco Banana? Hi. We turn the corner and there's Wells again. I love him as a person, but we need to focus on us. Nice, Danielle. Drinks, drinks, who wants drinks? What the hell's going on? You guys thirsty? Yes, please. What can't this man do? I mean, he might as well run for mayor at this point. 
What, what can't this man do? Be host of the TV show. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a good gig that they got him doing here, but uh, poor Wales deserves a race. He's riding a donkey. All right, okay, so for those that only caught the audio, these videos are up on YouTube. Of course, I'm also speaking to the podcast. I feel like a dad who's got two kids that are fighting, so I got to talk to each of them separately. I'm like, we've got Bachelor Nation News, the YouTube channel, and then we've got Bachelor Rush Hour, which is our podcast, of course, every day at 5 p.m. East Coast. You can download wherever you listen to podcasts. Link in the comment section below. Let's see if there's any more trailers we're missing. Uh, Jesse Palmer is taking over the Bachelor in Paradise Instagram account. Oh boy, I'm sure that'll be a ton of fun. Um, they always shoot those in advance because it's a corporation and corporations have no soul and they need a pre-approved. We need to make sure HR approves of your Instagram stories. You know, God forbid there's a reflection of him with his pants off or something. You know what I mean? We all have mistakes on our Instagram. All right, and here's a, uh, here's a, we've got, um, uh, we've got Serene here saying me after one single date. We're in love. And it's just a meme of her, I guess, doing a dab, I think. Either way, Brandon and Serene, uh, they've just been shot into the stratosphere. Have they had a fight? You almost want them to have a fight just to make sure that they're cool. It's almost like too good. But, um, of course, we'll see how that all plays out. And then Bachelor in Paradise on their Instagram stories. Uh, and again, these aren't spoilers because they're on Bachelor in Paradise Instagram stories. Uh, reposting Victoria Fuller at the Bachelor in Paradise reunion taping. There they are. Kind of like a red carpet experience. And then we've got Jesse Palmer hanging out with the bros. Jacob Rodney and Brendan, Brandon. And then we have all the photos. Sierra Jackson took a photo of everyone in Batch. Everyone that was on Bachelor. Not everyone that was on Bachelor in Paradise. Notably, we don't have Victoria Fuller in this photo. Uh, I'm trying to think who else may or may not be there. Is Michael in there? So Michael's in there. Of course, how Sierra reacts to Michael and Danielle falling in love will be a storyline on the Bachelor in Paradise reunion. Jesse here. Listen, someone really important must have canceled today because actually I am taking over Bachelor in Paradise's IG account for the day. So I'm going to be walking around, um, come hang out. Uh, I'm going to be heading to the mansion a little bit later. We got a little rose ceremony action going on. Um, so just feel free to ask some questions. I'm going to be answering everything throughout the day. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Let's get weird. All right, let's do it. All right, let's just get down to the nitty gritty, all right? He's a handsome MF. So the question was, is Justin that handsome in person? Not once on the first day when he came down the steps. But when he came back, he got a double dose of handsome. Does anyone else feel a certain way when uh, when uh, Jesse Palmer whispers? It's kind of nice. This is really the yin and the yang of being the host of Bachelor in Paradise. Awesome when you give great news. So the question is, how stressful is it having to be the bearer of good and bad news on the show? It's not awesome when you give bad news. You never want women to go out in a balcony and scream, F you, Jesse Palmer, at the top of their lungs. <laughs> Oh, very well, nice. Filming all of Next question, what is your favorite favorite to film, Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise? Um, they always present new and different challenges. Being around the cast is my favorite part of it all. Um, and trying to help these people find meaningful and lasting connections. Wait, it's weird when you're like an adult, like a, like a real, like I'm an adult, uh, you know, but he's like an adult, right? And he's just in some hotel lobby uh, after the party. It's a hotel lobby, right? Doing his thing, just doing it. And everyone's like, what are you doing out there? He's like, well, you know, I'm just running the Instagram account for one of the largest dating shows in the world. And then there he is studying college football for his other job. Yeah, he had to go back. I think Reality Steve mentioned this, that Jesse Palmer, you know, he it's that time of the year where he's... Uh, co- he's got to be a commentator for um um for uh, uh college football, along with commenting on all the love lives of uh, of these um young influencers. Qu- now, last question: What was the most unexpected part of hosting full time? How long the rose ceremonies last? 
They go from like 7 p.m. to 8 a.m. Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Paradise. And then by the end of the night, I look like this. And then, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, it's a video of him with a uh, apparently an alien filter. Is, is it an alien or is that Yoda? I'm not really sure. It's a green Yoda. All right, just fantastic, uh, groundbreaking, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalism about The Bachelor in Paradise preview. I know you all care. Now, for our next piece of content, this is the spoiler. This is the love triangle story that has spilled out of Bachelor in Paradise. So if you are only following the timeline of Bachelor in Paradise, just end the episode now. Otherwise... Enjoy this juicy, juicy content. So here it is, folks, not hiding it at all. We've got Victoria Fuller and Greg Grippo together at last. Now, Nick Vile says soft launch, but technically, you know, to be technical, the soft launch is when somebody posts a photo of their partner or an Instagram video without tagging them, introducing them to their community. This is Nick posting it, so it doesn't count. So this is Nick's um, uh, lovely girlfriend, Natalie, here. So we're just going to play the video. Um, here it is, the audio I can't play. Then we have Serena Pitt, and then we go over to Joe of a grocery store fame, and then we have Victoria Fuller. Pause on her, and then she looks over, and who does she look over at? We have it here first, folks, Greg Grippo. So there he is, and Greg's looking like, hi, my name's Greg. You might be wondering how I got myself into this scenario. <laughs> you know, it all happened when I fell for someone. Okay. So, uh, and again, we, we might be sort of uh, like looking, um, maybe reading into this look here, but he's like, really? You're going to put me on your social media? I'm sure, I'm sure Nick wouldn't have posted this TikTok video if Greg wasn't okay with it. But at the same time, and I'm not talking about position, positions of power as, as as work goes, but like in a socio hierarchy here, Nick's a much bigger name and face within the Bachelor community. So Greg might have been like, sure, man, if you want to post it, post it. But I wonder if Greg really wanted him to post it, although the cat's out of the bag and I think maybe that's what they know. So people are calling this P PDA, but I guess my question is, is it a public display of affection? If it's not really public, I mean, they did it in a living room here. It looks like they were having some form of, I wanted to say pizza, but what are those onion rings? What do we got going on here? Maybe it's a little bit of dessert. Could it be a churro or maybe, um, uh, maybe I don't know. Either way, looking pretty good to me. So, of course, the comments on this are going to range all over the place. When you watch it on Nick's video, people are like, oh, my gosh, amazing. Some people are into Greg. Some people are not. Um, Miller Time says, is this legal to post right now? And then Nick said, I think sharing a beautiful beautiful evening is still legal. And of course, Nick's not under contact contract. He can post anything. My thought though, is that there was at least some permission from producers here. There was at least some permission that they could um, post that because as we know, Bachelor in Paradise finale has been leaked. It was leaked the other day by Reality Steve. And in the finale, Greg Grippo arrives and discusses his current relationship with Victoria Fuller. And here they are. Um, Victoria not looking too happy and I wouldn't be either at somebody taking a photo of me. I don't know if it's legal to take photos of other people in a plane. I think this kind of counts as a public space so you can take a photo. I'm not really sure. Either way, her face is saying 
boy, how did I get myself into this situation? Although she's got the guy that she's been eyeing down for a long time. And of course, there they are. She's sitting middle. He's got the aisle. I'm sorry, he's got the window. Listen, in my relationship, I'll be honest. I'm, 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 I'm five inches taller than my wife, but I still sit middle. I would prefer to sit aisle, but she's just like, no, I need the aisle. You know, she's afraid of being next to some stranger, which is totally fine. So I have my elbows and knees tapped by Joe Schmo sitting next to me. But either way, maybe Victoria pees a lot. So maybe she wanted the middle. Uh, maybe we could start a GoFundMe for them so that they could get uh, maybe better seating, maybe priority um, economy plus. I'm not really sure. It looks like maybe they're flying southwest, in which case all seating is the same. But if they are, no, they're, no, they're not flying. If they're flying southwest, they probably would have loaded. I, anyway, the point it doesn't matter. For those listening on the podcast Bachelor Rush Hour, you're like, what is he even talking about? It's just a photo of Victoria being like, really? You're going to take my photo? And then, um, but hey, that's. Sadly, part of it. I don't. Cond- I don't think people should be taking photos of them. But there it is. So. Anyway, what I'm going to talk about next is very interesting because it has to do with the fallout between Greg Grippo, Johnny, and Victoria. And um, I'm, I'm kind of struggling on how I want to share this, uh, but it reminds me why I lay off Twitter. Twitter is just a cesspool of, it's just a dumpster fire of people projecting their opinions onto others. And I really don't do much on there, but I had responded to the Bachelor, um, from to the tweets from Reality Steve. So Reality Steve tweeted, since Victoria Greg Johnny Triangle is out, here is the information, blah, blah, blah. And then he mentioned that Victoria threw a wine glass at Johnny. And he also mentioned that Victoria said, Johnny called her a stupid C-word, and she claimed he told her she didn't cook or clean, so what good was she as a woman? Johnny said he said a lot of mean things, but he never said that. So it's a he said, she said. We'll have to see how it all plays out on the reunion. But of course... Um, I responded, wow, never had a wine glass thrown at me. Didn't have that on my reunion bingo card. Um, and then someone responded, if some dude called me a stupid C word and attacked my worth as a woman over cooking and cleaning, I might throw the glass and anything else within arm's reach directly at his head, which could for sure happen. And I said, one is assault, one isn't. I was just kind of like being the, the legal snob there. One is assault. You can't throw things at somebody else. You can call other people names as long as it's not hate speech. Now you might correct me on, uh, my, on, on the First Amendment, but I believe you have the right to say words, but you can't say like hate speech to somebody, which would be like based on their religion, whatever. I don't know. Maybe you could argue that it was hate speech. I don't know. Either way, she responds, maybe then don't call your woman a stupid C word and you won't get assaulted. And my response was, I totally get your point, but this wouldn't be a good defense in the court system. So I understand someone's point that you might be asking for it if you say certain words at somebody. Absolutely. That's why we have a polite society because no one wants to get out shot or punched by some random person in the streets. That's why you you know, if you cut someone off, you go, oh, sorry about that. You know, I don't want to have you follow me home and shoot me, even though shooting would be illegal. So I got that lady's point. Some other lady jumped into the ring. And again, this is like an away game because this is uh, uh, on reality Steve's Twitter thread. So it's like it's like not exactly my audience. So not exactly well loved by everybody out there. So someone else goes, wow, I can't believe you're defending his stuff. And I said, is reading comprehension that bad? I'm not defending anything. I'm saying assault is worse than words. Stretch the hamstrings before you leap to conclusions. And then she said, you're so clever. You haven't once addressed what Johnny said. Oh, I didn't know this was a press release about my thoughts on everything. Of course, you shouldn't call your lady or anybody uh, mean names. Nobody should call anybody mean names, right? 
but that's not illegal. She said, you're so stuck on being right about assault. <laughs> yeah, isn't that what it's all about? It's like one thing is legal, one thing's not. Of course, physically hitting someone is bad. Okay, we agree on that. Emotional abuse is just as bad. I had no idea what a smug jerk you were. Um, you know me, smug jerk Dave. Um, is um, Emotional abuse is just as bad. I don't, I, I can agree that emotional abuse could be as bad as something physically happening. Emotional scars can last way longer than any physical, physical bruising or something like that. I, I can, I, I agree with that. Although I don't know if I jump to it being emotional abuse. I don't know. We're going to watch how it all played out and then we're going to discuss it more. That's kind of been my whole stance on this is like, let's watch, let's watch the conversation happen. We're all jumping to conclusions and people are getting all mad and bent out of shape online. And we haven't even seen it yet. You know what I mean? Um, so this is usually when people start like bringing in personal attacks at me. Uh, I said, how am I smug? You are the one who connected dots that weren't there. Words are not as bad as violence. That's why they are protected, whereas assault isn't. Now, we don't need to name call to win a point. Attack the point, not the person. And then, of course, they did the opposite. He is really angry about his failures and is taking it out on others. Just ignore him. Meanwhile, this, this, this doesn't, this isn't, this is like a, this is like if a fly hits a, um, hits a uh, semi truck. I wouldn't be discussing it with you guys other than the fact that I find this interesting and funny. And I know you'll comment being like, oh my gosh, are people this crazy online? Yes. So then, so, and by the way, this person, Sarah, created their account in November of 2022. So yes, and I, I believe in a, a version of Twitter that should have verified, not pay $8 a month verified, but everyone uploads like their driver's license. Just prove that you're a real human. Just as you're, it doesn't have to be for public, but prove to you you're a real human. And then you can decide whether to click on the random Twitter, which is like this random person or not. And I would just choose not to deal with these people. She said, yes, you are. I can't believe your dad never taught you how to talk to women. You argue with women and only report on certain things. I'm not even arguing, really. I didn't see this as arguing. I'm just saying assault is when you throw something at somebody, especially glass or something hard, right? Uh, you can throw a pillow at somebody. I don't know if that'd be assault. The intent to hurt somebody with, with words being not. I, maybe I sound redundant, but clearly my point's not being heard here. I said, I've reported the full story. Have a good day. Uh, smug jerk. Yep. You hit the nail on the head. And then they did some other things. They, they, somebody made a few other like comments that I think they deleted. A lot of times you'll see that. Well, people will say something really mean, try to get you to respond and then they'll delete their initial comment and it's completely out of context. But that's how it is, folks. Now, Twitter's a dumpster fire. I'm not even sure if I'm pro Elon Musk buying Twitter or not. I don't have, I haven't like formulated my opinion. I'm waiting to see how it all plays out. But he, he tweeted this, which I completely disagree with. Well, I, I would agree with it, but I don't. And I'll, t I'll explain to you here. To independent, to independent minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excess excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is democratic. Now, I do like checks and balances. I think it's, it helps even within political parties to have pressure from progressives to help a conservative Democrat go a certain way. It's it's nice to have pressure from different, uh, you know, like democracy works when we don't all have this the same shared, you know, exact thinking. But I disagree with this because the problem that we have isn't that there's a um, isn't isn't that the the president's democratic and then and then we need a checks and balances. The problem that we have in this election is that 291 Republicans running for Congress are election deniers, which means they don't believe that the election was fair. And again, I'm sure some of my commenters right now will disagree with me, and I can't really argue on all those little points here. But if after several years of there being what's called the big lie, the great lie, whatever you want to call it, people still 
believe that the election was stolen. The bigger problem here is that I don't know if these Republicans believe that the election was stolen, but they know that their constituents believe the election was stolen. It's a scary place out there. So what happens when those Republicans are elected into office and in two years say there's a scenario in which the Republican president doesn't win again in a fair election and then has a court system and a Congress that supports their lie again? Does, is democracy completely lost? We'll have to see how this all plays out, guys. I, um, you know, the whole thing we laugh because we cannot cry, but um, Twitter's a dumpster fire, regardless of your opinions and how it should or it could be. Um, I don't want to live in an echo chamber, but I don't give any of my energy towards those wackadoos. I'm just going to continue speaking my truth. I'd love to know what you guys think. Okay, well, that'll do it for today's Bachelor Rush Hour. As I've mentioned before on the YouTube channel, if anyone wants to call in with voicemails, you can just go to 401-213-9828. 401-213-9828. Call the voicemail number. Let me know what you think. Just leave a comment, say hi, tell me where you're listening from, or ask any questions, and I'll cover it over here on the podcast. We're live every day, baby. The daily podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour. That's it. Happy Monday. We'll see you later.